Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. Father Jason Leffer and Father James Gross joining you, priests from the Diocese of Fargo. So if you've missed any of today's great guests, you can find the podcasts for this show at our website, realpresenceradio.com, or on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. We know that that's a very convenient way for people to stay in touch with this program if they can't listen live, whatever you're doing. So we appreciate your um, we appreciate your support, and please uh, leave us those five-star reviews. You know, again, just a word in there with that conversation with uh, Jason Atkins. Yeah. You know, how stimulating. It's so wonderful that, that we have people like he and others who are so informed and understand the faith and are out there on the, mm-hmm. the ground level, uh, pro- proclaiming through social justice and all that. I, I mean, it's so inspiring to speak to him. And, right. and I just thought, you know, in that, that closing comment he mm-hmm. had there, mm-hmm. it touches on freedom. We all want freedom. We all want freedom. But unless we're willing to identify with the limitations we each have, we end up in license and doing these really strange things. Right. If we can accept the limitations as God has designed us, we actually grow in freedom. We become mm-hmm. more, not less. And if our priority is what I want to do, how I want to do it, when and where I want to do it, solidarity simply is not possible. Out, out the window. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to bring up a, a topic here that I found uh, prov- provocative and, and pretty thought-provoking regarding some uh, events that have happened recently. Uh, those of you listening may have heard about, um, I think EWTN has fo- covered this a little bit, um, the Archbishop of Paris, a man by the name of Michel Opetit, uh, forgive me if that's not a, the accurate uh, pronunciation has submitted his resignation as Archbishop and the Holy Father Pope Francis uh, accepted it. Now, just to set things up here, um, back when he was uh, a priest vicar general of the Archdiocese of Paris, um, the Archbishop engaged in too close a relationship with a woman that had some marks of intimacy but was not sexual. He realized the error of his ways, ended the relationship, and told the Archbishop about it. And so I'm basically reading from an article here from the National Catholic Register uh, and one of their editors, Father Raymond uh, D'Souza, um, who is uh, talking about the, co- the, um, the, the ramifications of this hap- happening. Um, that uh, many people regard the Holy Father's action in accepting this bishop's resignation as uh, chalking it up to gossip, making it impossible for that archbishop to continue. Um, The immediate consequences at the Archdiocese of Paris, uh, absolutely, not only culturally, but in terms of the context of church history, a very central uh, see, um, they need a new archbishop. One who will be reluctant to accept the position should he have any shadows in his past, or even if there are no shadows. Who would want a position where the gossip of others leads to a downfall, even if the Holy Father protests the injustice while accepting the resignation? Um, One other thing mentioned here that uh, in this uh, opinion piece, uh, Father D'Souza says that one senior archbishop told me that he now prays daily for vocations to the episcopate, that is, that worthy men will be nominated and accept the nomination. He goes on to say, in a church with an abundance of candidates for the office of bishop, the problem is not so great, but in many parts of the church, France would be one of them, the problem is pressing. The shortage of priestly vocations means in due course a shortage of candidates for the episcopacy, which means an inevitable mediocrity in those chosen from a shallower talent pool. Any further emptying of the pool risks fishing for fishermen among the dregs. 
Now, that is a pretty bleak, bold statement, bold yeah, rather bleak, bleak you know, in terms yeah. of how he's putting it, but but it really, you know, gives food for thought in terms of this whole episode and, you know, what it means for the church today. So I just uh, wanted to kind of throw that out there in terms of what thoughts come to your mind, Father Leffer. Okay, so the fir- first thought that comes to my mind is, yes, on the natural level, what's being described there, I- I'd say that, that that's accurate. And... And every one of us wants a, a spiritual father. We want a healthy spiritual father. We want a spiritual father who's willing to sacrifice himself for the good of the of the church, the family. Saintly in every way he can and, be. You know, having said that, I also call to mind, um, you know, those apostles, my, my church hyster- historian, my church historian who taught us, uh, Sister Zoe, God bless her, rest her soul. She was beautiful. She was like 80, over 80 when she taught us. I think she knew the apostles personally. But, <laughs> but no, she was wonderful. She, she would, she would say she, as soon as she started talking about the apostles she'd, she'd be like oof, oof. it's a good thing God didn't put me in charge of choosing those apostles she said I would have flunked every one of them and her, her point yeah. being that you you couldn't base it off of their virtue who they were or expect them to I mean every one of them failed the Lord every one of them on Holy Thursday it. night every, what we're seeing is their their backs is they're running from the scene so, so when he's arrested at, at the yeah. heart of a good bishop what we're looking for is a man of conversion yeah. a, a man of ongoing daily conversion now that's my first thought the second thought I have is just a short while ago I had the great fortune of participating in the um, Installation of, of Bishop Cousins, Cousins in Crookston. In, in yeah, and, and and I tell you, and I also had the privilege earlier to being on retreat with him. He, he gave the retreat to be there. I found as he he there's a part of the ceremony where he takes the papal bull, which is the official decree from the Holy Father, saying mm-hmm. he's been appointed the new bishop, and he's walking through the cathedral, and he part of the rite says he goes and shows everybody. He's not even my bishop. I found myself just weeping. I, I was standing there just weeping because mm-hmm. to see what God was doing. Yeah. Like what God was doing. The, the right. God is choosing this man and, and how... Caring for the faithful. And how willfully he is willing... He is he's the one they're describing there that how is it possible to find one? Well, they found one in him. He He's a simple, beautiful man of faith who who is a believer that communicates in what he says, how he lives his life. Again, I'm not trying to make him a saint, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say is this person does exist this person of ongoing conversion who's a believer who's willing to sacrifice their lives for right the leader that a given diocese needs at that time absolutely it, it, it's there now does that mean that we're he's not going to disappoint people no he will disappoint people will he fail at, yes he'll fail at different times he you know but pray to god that you know his the grace of ongoing conversion will allow him to own that to accept it and you know and and continue on it, it's so some somehow we have this expectation that the the fallen man who's asked to be a bishop isn't going to make mistakes or something no they are but the hope and the dream is that we continue in relationship with one another that we turn back in the lord asking for forgiveness ongoing no saying that i'm not, I'm not trying to make room for like terrible moral flaws where we do horrible unethical right. mm-hmm. things to human beings no there isn't yeah. room for that but th- there has to be room for the broken human man to mm-hmm. and and again like our bishops they need to be supported by good healthy people who are yeah. like i often tell my people i'm like I, I will be as as good of a pastor to you as you are willing to call me out 
like to, to call me to father i always call it fathering me you know i need you to father me in the sense of father we need this father we need yes. that father we need that mm -hmm. and then give me a chance to say well i can father you in this way i can father you in that way maybe mm -hmm. i can't do the way you want there or this yep. way and failing that we become static and you know like the pharisees where there's that rigidity and and an unwillingness to even look within and to cooperate with the grace god and, and, and again it goes back to that play that we started with, yeah we're, we're talked about working out your salvation in particular circumstances in a particular place with the particular limitations right. of your life mm -hmm. trusting that god is in it and and that's that's what make again the, the what we did the other segment the vertical and horizontal yeah. beam of relationship Great. with with god it's i i guess my point is it's possible right it's right. possible to have what we are asking for which one, is one other thing to pray for very intentionally so as we are coming to the end of this uh, show today let's toss things to eli down at command central for a preview of our next show hey thanks father great show today great show today and we've got another good one uh coming up on next tuesday because this friday and next monday we're bringing you best of so you want to tune in for those but our next live real presence live will be tuesday it's father richard kunst and cindy jennings come to you live from duluth They'll visit with Bishop Daniel Felton, talking about New, New Year's resolutions. Plus, tune in at 9.30 Central for Straight Talk with Father Richard Kunz. He'll be ready for your questions. And David Bordner will be on to share his conversion story. You'll want to tune in for that one. Well, that's coming up next week, Tuesday, on Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Eli, Eli, yes, Eli, Father. are you there? I, I hear that there's great news and, and great rejoicing that has come upon <laughs> upon your life. What, what What is this this great news and great joy that we should be uh, dancing rejoicing about? I think you're referring to the fact that I got engaged last week. Ta-da! <laughs> the horns go off. Yeah, we should have the um, uh, live drive uh, trumpet fanfare going off for that. And, and, well, no, I don't want to assume anything. Now, did she say yes? She did. Surprisingly, I'm, I'm not Fantastic. sure why. <laughs> Our prayers are with the... Our prayers are with you and, and uh, the, the fair maiden as you guys prepare in your engagement. So congratulations again to you, Eli. Thanks, Father. Very good. So we just have a few seconds left. I wanted to share a couple of uh, quick thoughts here. Um, uh, yeah, just very few seconds. Um, saw a movie recently named King Richard. Would recommend it highly. It's based on the father of tennis players Venus and Serena Williams. Will Smith plays the role. It has a lot of great uh, values in terms of the challenges that he faced there in Los Angeles. So if you get a chance to look up King Richard, please go and see it. So thanks again for every uh, for everything, uh, for Eli and our folks back at Command Central. God bless you, and we'll look forward to seeing you in 2022. All the best to you and your families. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.